just want it, I just want it. I just want it, I just want it. Lay it, lay it down, lay it down. I'm doing things I never did before. Sleeping on my pimpin'. You hearing things you never heard before. But I say, girl, you trippin'. You know I'm out here with all of my niggas, baby. We ain't doing no trippin', baby. So why you trying to Let's go, we back. You got it. Let's keep it trail. It's a classic bop right here, too. Whatever happened to Kirk Cobain? I know you doubt me. Hey, that's niggas talk about me. Everywhere you go, there's another homie like Hashino. Should have died me. I know you doubt me. But just to keep it close. Keep it close. I'm doing things I never did before, man. Come on, man. We all been there. Episode 86, right back at you. But don't say it if you ain't about it, babe. Don't worry about everybody else, man. You position solidified. She said, slipping on my pimp, man. Coco Bangs, in a, in a three song versus Coco Bangs will get a lot of people out of here, man. That's a fact. <clears throat> Come on, this is a classic, man. Drinking my cup, this is a classic. Let's get into it, man. You got it, episode 86. 14 away from that milestone. From that 100. Still plugging away, doing what we got to do, man. We're going to get to that milestone. That 100 is going to be big. I got to think of something to do for that 100th episode, but we're going to... We're gonna figure something out, man. I may I may do a video episode for one, episode one hundred. That's the thing. I definitely gotta get back to doing um to recording the videos, man. That's for sure. And I actually thought about recording this episode during the Steelers game, which I guess now is called streaming. <clears throat> I got something in my throat. <clears> throat> I ain't had it in my throat all day, and now all of a sudden, as soon as I get on the mic. It just starts going crazy. Look at that frog in my throat. It just starts going crazy. Shout out to Kirko Bangs, man. Wherever you wherever you been at, man. You still you still uh 
you know, you still thought about, man. You still got some classic jams, man. That's for sure. And and the lyrics to that song definitely go crazy, man. Definitely go crazy, man. I'm doing things I never did before. We all been there, man. And definitely been doing things you never did before for somebody. And you know what? It was crazy that you could do stuff like that and it still not be enough. <clears throat> it still not be enough because that person that you're doing that stuff for, your significant other, will not know that you've been you going above and beyond. They won't know that. But you'll know. You'll be like, man, that's what? I ain't never done this for no girl before. I'm opening doors and everything. I ain't never done this. Yeah, and it's just, you know what I mean? Still, it's, hey, sometimes it's just still not enough. Sometimes it's still not enough, man. Hey, but but continue to put your best foot forward. Don't worry about that. Continue to put your best foot forward. And, and you know, live with the results, man. <clears throat> That's for sure. But, you know, when you, when, like I said, when you get back into that, you know, doing stuff you never did before and it wasn't good enough, Man, is that a backbreaker? For sure, that's a backbreaker, man. And what's even more crazy, though, is that <clears throat> you could go above and beyond and still not be enough and go even above and beyond that and it still not be enough. That's what's so crazy, man. It's like you give somebody the stars and they want the moon. You give somebody the moon, they want the, the Milky Way. You give somebody the Milky Way galaxy, they want all of existence. They want X or whatever, whatever, whatever is bigger than the Milky Way. Sometimes sometimes you just can't never satisfy some people. That's just how it goes, man. That's definitely just how it goes, man. But we going I'm trying to think around. I really don't this is I'm gonna call this episode un no docket, man, because I really don't got no docket. I'm just kind of kind of going all over the place. Of course, we know what's been going on this week. Um, Party party been making rounds. He was on uh, Yee's lip service. He was on the Breakfast Club. Of course, they was asking him about Meg. <clears throat> and, um, you know, what he, you know, his, re his response jam and, and, you know, just things of that nature. Uh, his best i think interview was the interview he did on lip service with, with angela Yee, and i think Gigi was there and, and jasmine and and party party partisan fontaine party whatever you want to call him um uh, he's definitely somebody that that i think the public would like to hear more from he got a cool demeanor down to earth dude <clears throat> stay low stay out of drama do his thing I guess he got that mystique that that you know, uh, the mystery about him that that of course is always gonna want you to you know what I mean. You are gonna want to hear more from him and, and this that and the third. So you know, with him dropping this album this week, hopefully he gonna get the the airplay that he you know that he rightfully deserves. You know, as someone that is one of the top ghost writers or top writers uh, in the hip hop industry. But yeah, you know, I mean, they're, they're definitely, I mean, the whole thing with him and Meg going back and forth, I mean, Meg, she acted like she didn't throw no shots at party, and then she had a whole rant, like, if I ain't talking about you, why are you responding? Come on, Meg, you knew better than that. 
You know, anytime you drop something like that, of course, everybody going to go back to the last person you was with, which was him. Of course, party denies cheating, <clears throat> at least as far as like what Meg said is he denies cheating in regards to um, getting fellatio in the bed while she walked in. That's not he, he said that never happened. Um, But, you know, Meg, I mean, ultimately, Meg, she, she definitely liked to throw some stones and had her hand. I think she knew the reaction she was going to get. Um, from party, I don't think she realized party was gonna make a song about her. But at the end of the day, though, I mean, he's a musician, you're a musician, and you put something out there. I mean, you you potentially get could get a response, and, and you got the response you was looking for. I don't take party to be someone that is a storyteller. He seems to be a stand up dude that that pretty much keeps it real. And <clears throat> I just think that, you know, whatever happened between him and Meg, it, you know, it is what it is. But I, if I'm party, I'm I'm definitely, I'm definitely not trying to get in the mess or expose, you know, expose Meg or anything like that. This is somebody I once cared for, definitely somebody I was with, somebody that went through, you know, he went through dark times with her. So, of course, I'm, I'm sure he's not trying to get into the mess. But I mean, he he definitely found it. It's it'll probably last about a week or so, and then he can kind of go back into doing what he was doing. But Meg, 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 Meg is messy, man. I'm sorry, Meg the Stallion is messy. I, I you know I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm not a fan of Meg the Stallion, but I'm not. Um, I'm not the you know I'm not a true supporter. Uh, that's for sure. But. <clears throat> You know, she messy, man. The whole thing with Tori right now and, and Tori's bodyguard coming out and putting out that statement that he's seen Kelsey with the gun and, and he's seen Tori trying to disarm her from the gun. I think that story is a, is, is something that everybody knew happened. Uh, ultimately, that, that's, I mean, I think everybody knew that that's pretty much what happened. It's just the fact that nobody said that's what happened nor nobody could prove it. And of course, Meg's not going to say that's what happened. But I kind of, I mean, this is just theory. This is just theory, too. This is just theory. This is not anything crazy. But I kind of think that, like, in the event, let's just say you have a superstar player, I don't know, um, athlete, rapper, political person. It doesn't even matter. Somebody that is of an elite status. And they are with some people that, you know, uh, necessarily um, are not on the same, you know, same status as them. <clears throat> if said, you know, person of that status is with those other people and something happens, um, i.e. a pullover, um, you know, just anything, anything bad, you know what I mean? Anything bad that can happen. Usually, for the most part, it'll be the people that are with, you know, said exclusive person will take the charge for that person. Now, that that's not something that, you know, I'm familiar with or anything like that, but that is allegedly what happened. And when you think about the Tory situation, Tory, Meg, Kelsey, Meg is the biggest star out of all three of them. 
at least at the time this happened. Tory was blackballed. Um, he had just went independent. He was selling, you know, records on uh, OnlyFans and selling records with um, what was the thing with with M- NFTs? And so he was trying to do a whole bunch of stuff to kind of beat the industry. So at that time, Meg was definitely bigger, you know, bigger artist than he was. Meg is obviously bigger than Kelsey. Um, all three of them had an incident that night. And it seemed like to protect the biggest person who is Meg, Tori and Kelsey took the fall. And ultimately, Tori's going to take the biggest fall because he is the man in the situation. And he's not going to, Tory Lanez, I mean, he seems like a pretty, you know, pretty, pretty good guy. He's not going to put either woman in jail for, for said situation. I just don't see him being that type of guy. He would rather take the time himself, which is what he's doing, uh, in order to um, save both the women. That You know, not just Meg, Kelsey as well. Now, this is just my theory. Though. This don't, I know nobody asked me and, and whatnot and what for, but this is just my theory, and I think that's what happened. Uh, I think Tory ultimately didn't think he was going to get a long sentence or was going to be in jail for a long time, especially with Kelsey pleading the fifth. And it just didn't go the way Tory thought it was going to go, and now he's sitting for a little bit. I think he thinks he's going to get out sooner than later. <laughs> which he potentially may will, you know, with good behavior and, you know, he'll keep appealing um, bodyguard statements. More statements may come, come about, but ultimately why the bodyguard didn't give his statement during, uh, during the trial, I'll never understand. But, you know, I, I know Meg, I mean, if you're Meg, you, you dealing with the whole party situation and then out of nowhere comes the party guard with his statement, and I know all she's thinking is, "I know that ain't who I think it is." Like I know that ain't who I think it is. It's coming out the woodworks, just saying something. What what you talking about, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you talking about? I know, I know that ain't who I think it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And it's gonna be interesting. I think they put out a, a picture with Tori too. He looked to be in, in good spirits. Um, definitely wish he wasn't locked up for for what's going on. But you know, ultimately, I think he, he I think he has a chance of getting out early. That that's just my personal opinion. Uh, do I believe the story that the bodyguard told was true? Absolutely. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I do believe that. Uh, I've been kind of stating that the whole time. And you know, I mean, hey, that that's just that's just how I feel. But I will say this though, in regards to what's been going on with with Meg and and Party and 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 uh, Tory Lane's bodyguard, I mean, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I've I've been entertained. I've been entertained this week. Uh, is it messy entertainment? Yeah, it is. Um. Because, you know, ultimately these are real people's lives, so I don't want to treat it as, as some sort of entertainment. But it, it has been very newsworthy. Uh, it has been on at multiple outlets. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it's something that, that's going to create conversation. So, but yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of crazy because with that and 
and and let me and hold on let me kind of backtrack too man the party interview on lip service was was top of the line it was top of the line let me let me just say that but ye posed a question to party which i actually have thought about and don't really know if i have an answer for it and she asked party how do you know that you are good at sex and I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's a good question. I've never really thought about asking nobody that question. And then you think about it. How do you know that you're good at sex? Like, how, like how do you know that? And I'm going to sit here just, just off personal experience. And do, I, do I think that I'm good at sex? I think I'm all right. I'm, I don't think I'm a 10 out of 10. I think I might be like a strong 8. You catch me on a good a good night. I'm like a nine and a half. You know what I mean? I could give you a, I could give you a ten, but I mean I'm I'm probably a strong eight because I I think that I'm a pleaser. So I I think that I'm a strong eight on average. I can go above and beyond and get you to a, and get to probably like a nine point five or a ten. But but that's all my thinking. But how do I know that? And then I had to think about it. Like, man, how do I know that? And I guess I know that because I haven't never really been like one and done with it, with a female. I don't think where it's where I, you know what I mean, where I've kind of splashed and and we only splashed one time. Um, now have I? Well, hold on. Let me take that back. I have kind of one and done, but it, but the choice was mine. In regards to the being a female choice, that's never really happened. So let me kind of take that back. Uh, you know, and and I guess other other ways or other reactions, um, leg shaking. Uh, I guess arm placements, back scratching, things of that nature. I guess those are other ways where you know that you you're you're performing well at the time. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're good at it, but you're performing well at the time. So I've I've gotten a couple of those. So I think that, I mean I think I'm decent. You know what I mean? But I aim to please, though. I aim to please. So I'm that's why I'm giving myself a strong eight. You know what I mean? I'm giving myself a strong eight because I aim to please. If you catch me on a good night, I could definitely be a nine and a half. Definitely for sure, hundred percent. I could be a nine and a half. And it's all for the simple fact that I am a pleaser. I'm aiming to please. I'm not really concerned about me getting my rocks off first. That's not really my concern. Um. And yeah, man, yeah. So I, you know, I, I guess I guess I'm posing that question, y'all. How do you know if you're good at sex, man? How do you know? You know what I mean? How do you know? And I, I guess one of the, the the biggest things that you'll know is is you know who you gonna end up with on new year's eve man you know what i mean because if if the person you want on new year's eve if if you are good at sex or, or you know or good at what you think you're good at and and come new year's eve you can kind of make them and it's like wah, wah. Or what if he comes too quick what if you just take your clothes off and he's like uh. <laughs> you know what i mean if you could if you if new year's eve and you could do that make some uh you know what I mean? It, it, hey, did you notice you you pretty decent? You know what I mean? You know that you all right. 
and and I, you know what I mean. I go into the whole New Year's Eve thing. And speaking of, speaking of New Year's Eve, let me just kind of update y'all on my status. Matching pajamas definitely not looking good at all right now. You know what I mean. I told you my situation is toxicity at its finest. Um, you know, one day good, another day bad. One day good, another day bad. You know what I mean. Never know what you gonna get, man. Matching pajamas. I, I think I'm I'm think I'm down on like a thirty percent chance. I think last episode I thought I was at a fifty percent. Now I think I'm down about twenty five or thirty percent chance of matching pajamas. Um, New Year's Eve, last episode I was probably about a twenty five percent. Now I think I'm probably at about a ten percent. Not looking good on, on either front. Not looking good on either front for me on on either of the holidays. Right? And it's, it is very upsetting and very sad for real. <laughs> But we still can keep plugging away, man. But you know what I mean. And, and I guess, I guess, is New Year's Eve is that a couple's holiday or is it for single people? Because me personally, I tend to think that New Year's Eve is a couple's holiday. I think that it is more as a couple's holiday. I think that you know you have that whole thing where you're supposed to kiss at at midnight and and you know do whatever you're doing and. Be with the person you with. And they always say that the person you start the year with is who you end the year with. I've started the last four or five years by myself and have ended the years by myself. So, I mean, is it possible for a change this year? Maybe. We'll see. But it ain't looking good. I, I give my chance about 10%. Maybe even less than that. But I definitely would consider... New Year's Eve, more of a couple's holiday, man. I think all the people that you might be out single for the night, but ultimately you're trying to end the night with somebody. So if you start the night with somebody, I mean, it's even better. So you ultimately, yeah, I think New Year's Eve is a couple's holiday. I don't necessarily think it's a single people holiday. Um, I think single people can have a lot of fun on New Year's Eve. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's always fun blacking out and hooking up with somebody that you you know you might never talk to again or we're going to have with somebody that you might start something wrong with. I think that that's, you know what I mean? That's also, that's a good, ain't nothing wrong with that. But I think that more, more times than not, New Year's Eve is a couple's holiday. With that being said, and New Year's Eve coming up, I got a top five list of my top five New Year's Eve's outings. <clears throat> top five New Year's Eve's outings. This is for single people. This is for couples, whatever you want to be. Here's my top five list um, of outings on New Year's Eve. Coming in at number five, we have gone to the club. I mean, what, what more needs to be said about that? You can never go wrong with going to the club on New Year's Eve, popping some champagne at midnight, uh, drinking till you throw up all day. Usually the bars got the drink specials. They got New Year's Eve specials. They got free food. Um, they're passing out some sort of, you know what I mean, some sort of deal. You get a, you know, you get yourself your section and you do your thing. You know what I mean? So you, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong as a single person or as a couple going to the club for New Year's Eve. You can never go wrong. But is that the best thing to do on New Year's Eve? No, it's not. Not not even close. Um, but I have it coming in at number five on my list. It's definitely on the list. That's for sure. Coming in at number four, going to church. Yes, coming in at number four, going to church on New Year's Eve is is a good thing to do i think it's something you could do as a couple i think it's something that single people can do as well 
Um, you might find other single people at the church. Uh, who knows if you're into that type of thing, that's definitely something I'm not into, but I know some people that do do that. Uh, as a couple, ain't nothing, there's nothing better than bringing in, you know, bringing in New Year's Eve with, you know, which is significant other in the Lord. You know, what can go wrong with that? You know what I mean? You start the year in church, uh, more than likely you're going to have a blessed year. That's that's kind of what they say. So um, definitely had that coming in at number four. Going to church. New Year's Eve church outing, not a bad option. Not a bad option at all. Coming in at number three, I have a house party. <laughs> coming in at number three, I have a house party. <clears throat> And there's nothing wrong. It ain't nothing better than actually. Well, no, there's two things better than this. But but going to a house party is a cool situation. You know what I mean? You're a lot more comfortable. You don't got to deal with security or nothing like that. More than likely at the house party, you're going to know at least 60% of the people that are already there. Um, it allows you to be in a, a better comfort zone, in a good environment. You know, if you go to a house party on New Year's Eve, I mean, more than likely, you know what I mean? You, you're you either taking somebody there or you're hoping that there's other single people there and those single people that are there are looking for somebody just like you are. If you take somebody to the house party, that's even better. You're still, you're still good to go. But I think a house party is ideal, is an ideal spot for New Year's Eve, to bring in New Year's Eve. Um, You know, you got free food. You can bring your own drink. You can bring your own food. Uh, I mean, you just could, you could just you know maneuver around a lot better at a house party than you can in the club. There's less people, a lot more room. Um, yeah, man, house parties, man, house parties are definitely up there. That's definitely lit. I definitely get that coming in at number three on my New Year's Eve list. And coming in at number two, I have going to the comedy club. Yes, going to the comedy club, man. That's that's lit. Going to the comedy club New Year's Eve is is one of the better things to do uh, as a single person or as a couple. I think it's more of a couple's date to go to a comedy club. But what what better is you know can you you know do a New Year's than laugh? You know what I mean? Laugh and have fun. Vibe out, be in a good mood. And you know, comedy shows nowadays they got they they integrate a lot of music into their shows. So you kind of get, you know, you kind of get the jams with the, you know, with the comedy and, and you got the drinks flowing, uh, you got your, you know, you got your person with you, or if you're single, you, you know, you see other people mingling and laughing and what better way to spark up conversation as a single person than to talk about the jokes you just heard. What better way to spark that up? Oh, I know you thought that was funny or you see somebody laugh. I mean, this, this, you know, there's nothing wrong. I mean, going into the comedy show. Is high on the list. I think that that is a very high thing to do on the list. <clears throat> very high thing to do on the list. I have it coming at number two because I believe that it, it is a better option than the other three things before that. Because I think that nobody wants to kind of, you know, you don't want to kind of be in a bad mood New Year's Eve. And, and you don't want nothing to set you off. If you get set off at a comedy club, something's wrong with you. You should be in there laughing and enjoying yourself. So there's nothing, you know what I mean? You don't have nothing to worry about. If you had a comedy club, you should be enjoying yourself and laughing the night away. Uh, I got that coming at number two, coming in at number one for my New Year's Eve outing list, top five New Year's Eve outing list. 
Coming in at number one is The Crib. Yes, coming in at number one, celebrate New Year's Eve at home. Nothing gets better than that. Okay, the difference between at home and a house party is that you don't have to go anywhere. Okay, so if you celebrate New Year's Eve and you are at home with your significant other by yourself, either or, it doesn't get any better than that because obviously you want peace. You don't want to be around the rah-rah. You don't want to worry about DUIs or nothing stupid like that. You don't want to worry about nobody messing up your vibe. You could just be at the crib chilling, posted in your own zone, get your own drink, get your own food. Everything is catered to you at your crib. Nothing beats that on New Year's Eve. Everything being catered to you at your crib, nothing beats that on New Year's Eve. And I got that coming in at number at number one on my top five New Year's Eve outings list. Let me run over my list again. Coming in at number five New Year's Eve outings list. We have the club. Coming in at number four, we have going to church. Coming in at number three, we have going to a house party. Coming in at number two, we have going to a comedy club. And coming in at number one on the New Year's Eve outings top five list is being at the crib, at home, in the confinements of your own uh, residence. That's my top five list of New Year's Eve outings. Get at me. If you if you have any suggestions, anything else to put on the list, or if you you know agree or don't you know don't agree, let me know how you're feeling. Um, but yeah, that's how I'm feeling, man. You know what I mean? I've been at the crib. I think last year I was at the crib for New Year's Eve, and I was I was thoroughly happy. That's for sure. Um, what am I gonna do this New Year's Eve? I don't know. I gotta see what that ten percent is looking like. <laughs> Hopefully that percentage goes up by the time I record my next episode. We'll see. Uh, but, and, and I also, again, I also feel that New Year's Eve is a couple's holiday. And so then we getting on to the thing about couples, man, it, this holiday season, man, it's been a lot of breakups. There's been a lot of breakups going on right now. So ultimately this is breakup season. This is also the season that, you know, to, 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 you know, still go for the matching pajamas, but this has also been, it's been a lot of breakups going on. You know, we got the main thing going on with Cardi and Offset. And I think we've all seen the live that Cardi did and her screaming. And that's a woman that's scorned. She's hurt. Very hurt. When you screaming in the phone like that with that type of voice and that type of tone and tenor, you hurt. I know I've heard a hurt female before. That was Cardi. Apparently, her and Offset are going through it. Um, you know, Blueface put out the whole thing about Offset sleeping with Rashawn. Don't know how true that is, but I don't know Blueface. I haven't. I don't know Blueface personally, but from his online persona and how he is, he doesn't take me for somebody that just goes out and just says anything because I don't think he cares, and he can fight. So I think he has no problem biting. You know, not biting his tongue. He's gonna say whatever he wants when he wants. And, you know, I don't know, man. Cardi, Cardi reacting the way she reacted. Blueface putting out that statement. Kind of goes hand in hand. I don't know. But 
I mean, we we got breakups. We got breakups going on. You know, Deion Sanders and, and his wife, or engaged person. I mean, there's been a lot of breakup season. Kiki Palmer, her guy. There's been a lot of breakup season going on. Definitely been a lot, man. It's it's definitely something we gotta keep an eye on, man. But yeah, they're definitely sending light and love to Cardi, man, because she she definitely you can tell as as, as someone that is rich and famous as she is, you can tell that she didn't really. I don't know. She didn't really want the fame. I think she wanted the money, which most people do. But the fame, I think she could do without her having to pour her heart out on a live like that. Definitely was a sad situation. It definitely was. It was definitely, you know, when you hear a woman screaming like that, you just know, man. You just kind of know, man. Hopefully Offset kind of gets that situation together and they kind of, um, <clears throat> you know, can can kind of take care of that and do what needs to be done and go back to, you know, being a family and doing whatever they're doing. But Cardi been kind of hitting that, kind of getting rid of Offset. She did the other live the other day talking about, you know, outgrowing, you know, certain aspects of her life and, and things of that nature. And then out comes the live after that. And it's just a lot going on, man. Just a lot. And then you got the whole thing with Nicki Minaj being petty posting memes and now Cardi's, you know, responding and this is yeah, it's just it's just a lot of pettiness going on. And, you know, hopefully, you know what I mean? Hopefully it clears out pretty soon. I would love to see Nikki and Cardi on a track together. I hate the fact that they're beefing like this. Uh I think it's good for rap competition, but not good for the culture because I think we deserve to hear both of them on a song, on the same song, other than motorsport. I'm sorry, other than motorsport. I know they did motorsport because they didn't. They they sent their verses in for motorsport. So let me take that back. I like to hear them actually go in the studio together and come up with something, kind of like Cardi did with Meg. I would kind of prefer to hear that. Uh, of course, you know Nicki just said her album just come out. It's doing numbers. I think she did over two hundred thousand first week sales, with I think almost ninety thousand actually in-store purchases uh people actually went in the store and bought the album um so you know shout out to nikki for doing that she was on stream with cast and that i think i think part of people's rollouts now is going to see cast and that i think cast and that has he's carved out a space in the streamers world and he got a lot of subscribers and i think if it's it it can only help you as a rapper if you go stream with him because you're reaching a whole different audience that you don't know nothing about. So that can only help. Um, and I've seen a couple of highlights of the, of the stream. I mean, it's hard for me to sit there and just watch the stream like that. It is, it is hard. I, well, I guess, I guess because it's a stream. I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of weirded out by the word stream, but... I did see some of the clips. Of course, it looked like Nikki was having fun. Uh, Kai is always, he's on a hundred at all times. He's definitely uh, having a lot of fun, you know, while he's streaming. And, oh, speaking of music, speaking of music. Oh, I, I can't, I forgot all about that. I went to see Travis Scott. I went to the Utopia concert. I forgot. Let me tell you about my experience at the Utopia. Travis Scott. And one thing for sure, two things for certain, Travis Scott is the best performer of our generation, not named Beyonce. 
Um, and I would even go to go as far as to say that he's a better performer than Beyonce. Uh, he just goes all out for his shows, man. Like he, like he, he, he leaves nothing, nothing to chance. He is creative. He's using the whole stage. The stage is huge. He has a lot of props, uh, a lot of flames, fire. Just, just, I mean, he just put. You can tell he puts a lot into his shows. And I've seen Travis live, I believe, three times now, and the shows have just gotten bigger and better every time. Uh, you know, last time I seen him for Astro Road, he had the he had the the uh the roller coaster, um for the Utopia joint. He had like a hot air balloon. It was like not a hot air balloon. I don't, I can't really I don't even know what it was, but it was like a big rock that was floating in the air that it was taking, you know, people that he picked out the crowd, and it was taking them on you know up in the air and and over the arena and over the stage and. I mean, just you know, just just a dope experience if you got a chance to to get on that or, or do that. I mean, he only picked about maybe five or six people, but definitely looked like a dope experience. Um, the show was live. I, I'll never, me personally, will never. I'll at least I will try my best to never miss Travis Scott perform anywhere I'm around. <laughs> That's how dope his show is to me. The music is just a bonus on top of everything else that he does. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I mean, I had a private booth, you know, I had a private suite. I'm um, to watch the show. Didn't have, you know, nobody around me was able to just kind of stretch out and, and kind of chill. That was love. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself, man. Utopia is probably my album of the year so far for me, but that's just because I'm a Travis fan. Um, And he did all the songs. He did a couple songs, you know, that, that I, that I like of his catalog, like 90210. Um, he did the joint with Drake, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, Travis, I mean, I, I think you know what you're getting with Travis, man. Generational talent, man. Generational talent, one of the best performers uh, of all time. I mean, I got him up there with Michael Jackson. That's I got him up there with that. Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Travis Scott. That's where I'm at with it right now. <laughs> And I really got Travis ahead of Beyonce. That's just me personally. But um, and but you know, I think about Travis, man. How did you fumble Kylie Jenner, man? How you fumble Kylie Jenner? I don't know if he fumbled her, but she bad, man. She she definitely bad. She, I mean, Kylie Jenner one of the baddest out here. But my favorite right now, my favorite right now, my two favorites. I ain't gonna say my my two favorites right now. Or Soraya, who's with Joey Badass right now, unique from Raising Canyon. Soraya and Drea. Those are my two favorites right now. I don't think nobody's topping them. Like right now, nobody's topping them. And that Drea with the phone has been deleted. It definitely has been deleted. You look at Drea, she she found her in the mug, man. She she one of the baddest out here. That's for sure. Um let me kind of let me kind of transition out of that, and I mean we'll kind of we'll kind of circle back around to uh, what else is going on. But let me get into this no no of the week, man. Oh, let me get into this no no of the week because we gotta we kind of we gotta talk about this. This no no of the week is going to a Senate staffer who allegedly filmed public sex in the Congress building, and the Senate staffer's name is Aiden Maes. Pauski, 
he was caught filming himself having sex in a judiciary committee hearing room. And of course, he no longer has a job. Uh, Mayus Cesarovsky was a 24-year-old legislative aide. He's accused of posting a video of himself uh, with another man on his Twitter account. His face appeared to be clearly visible, uh, according to the Spectator, which first broke the story Friday. Um, I'm actually reading this article out the New York Post. Shout out to them. Um, the roughly eight seconds of intercourse allegedly took place in the same room where nominees to the Supreme Court are grilled by senators and where former FBI boss James Coney once testified about alleged Russian interference. Uh, the graphic video of the moment was published by some other outlets. Uh, the guy definitely looks pretty... He, Well, he looks how he looks. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to judge him. He looks how he looks, but uh, I haven't seen the video, nor do I want to see the video. That's another thing. Um, but I do not want to see the video. Uh, but this guy, I mean, this guy is, is, you know, he's got some, some wild ways about him. Um, apparently, you know, when he was, uh, on a platform on Venmo, he told, put out a statement. He wrote, I want Joe Biden to spit in my mouth. Um, I mean, this, this, I mean, he, he appears to be, you know, he appears to have some, some type of, uh, things that, you know, he likes to go on. So, um, he put out a statement, uh, said, this has been a difficult time for me, uh, as I've been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated. And I will be exploring what legal options are available to me in these matters. As for the accusations regarding Congressman Max Miller, I have never seen a congressman and had no opportunity or cause to yell or confront him. Um, Mace Zerovsky, uh, I mean, the video is out there. Um, what you're doing is out of pocket. It's making the U.S. look, it's making the United States look bad. I mean, you having sex in the United States government building and filming it is nuts, for real. I mean, when you really think about it, that's some of the boldest stuff that you could do. Like, we already got the insurrection, but you going to uh, to the extent of having sex in a congressman's office, you making us look bad, bro. Aiden May Zizorowski. Zizorowski. You making us look bad, bro. You making us you making us look bad, man. And for that reason, this no-no is going to you. Having sex in the congressman building is making the United States look real bad, man. Real bad. Uh, and for that reason, Aiden Mace Zizorowski. I don't I can't I'm having a hard time pronouncing the name. This no-no is going to you. Yes, that no no is going to you, man. That's a wild that's a wild thing to do, man. 
Like you, you pretty bold to be thinking about having sex in a Congress room and recording it and then uploading it. That's pretty bold. That's pretty bold action right there. I ain't going front. That's pretty bold action. Um, what we got about fifteen minutes left. Um, let me get into a little bit of sports, man. We got fifteen minutes left. I'll tap into a little bit of sports right now. My Steelers lost again. We are seven on seven. Seven and seven on the year. Uh, we were seven and four. We've lost three in a row. We've lost four out of the last five. It is very ugly football. Um, ultimately, it coincides with Kenny Pickett getting hurt. Pickett has been hurt since the New England game. Since then, or no, since the Arizona game, and we've lost since he's been out. So, yeah, it's, I mean... Can't blame that on Tomlin. There's nothing Tomlin can do about that. Mr. Trubisky is not a good quarterback. I also think that he does not care right now. And I'm not going to say he's sabotaging us, but I don't like the way he's playing. Um, I don't like the way he's playing at all. Are we going to make the playoffs? I don't know. At this point, I don't know. We were sitting 7-4, sit, sitting pretty. We should have won the next three games. We should we should be ten and four right now. Say we're seven and seven. We have to finish ten and seven. If we want to make the playoffs, we have to finish ten and seven. Cincinnati, for some reason, continues to keep winning football games without Joe Burrow. They're now sitting at eight and five. Cleveland eight and five. Uh with the Colts beating us, they are now eight and six. So they jumped ahead of us in the playoffs. We were the sixth seed. We were the five seed to start the day out today, and then Cincinnati won, so we went down to the sixth seed. Then we lost to Indianapolis. We dropped down, so now we're about the eighth or ninth seed right now. Um, it's not pretty for my Steelers. It's not pretty at all. <clears throat> but in Tomlin, we trust. I think we can win out the next three and let the chips fall where they may fall. We'll see where we land at. But I, I, I'm not. I'm not giving up on this season. I hope Pickett comes back this week. And the thing about Pickett is he doesn't turn the ball over. Since Trubisky's been in, he probably has had five turnovers and like a little bit less than two games. Tomlin went to Rudolph at the end of the game. I think he should have went to Rudolph a lot sooner, but um, that's here nor there. Ultimately, if it's not picking next week, it has to be Rudolph starting. It has to be. I don't think you can put Trubisky back out there. He's just not playing good football right now. And neither is my Steelers. Our defense looks tired. They look depleted. They look exhausted. The Colts ran the ball 13 plays in a row. And we couldn't stop the run. So that is upsetting. Um... We'll see what the rest of you know NFL Sunday has to uh, has to offer. Um, we played on Saturday. There's not really usually games on Saturday, so that was kind of weird. But um, the Vikings lost to the Bengals, and the Lions smashed the Denver Broncos. And we have all the games tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I want Baltimore to keep winning. So then when we play Baltimore at the end of the season, they have nothing to play for, and they play all their backups. So I'm hoping that's what happens with us moving forward. And we're just going to see what happens, man. It's just, I mean, it's just rough right now. Man. It's, just, it's just really rough. Uh, shout out to the Los Angeles Lakers 
for winning the inaugural in-season tournament. Shout out to LeBron for being the MVP of the in-season tournament. His name is uh, Goat James. Uh, clap it up for the Lakers and Goat James. We'll make it clap. Yes, clap it up for the Lakers and Goat James. And the whole thing about them po- hanging a banner for, for the in-season tournament, of course they should hang a banner for the in-season tournament. For the re- simple reason that the in-season tournament is not going anywhere. Every team is going to hang a banner for the in-season tournament. There will be 100 in-season tournaments. It's not like the in-season tournament is going – this was not a one-and-done type of thing. So, of course, the Lakers should hang a banner. It's a championship. Why not? That's just my whole take on the whole situation. I understand people saying that it's it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It really is a big deal for the simple fact it's the first one, and it's not going anywhere. So, yeah, hang a banner, L.A. You, you earned it. Um, in those type of settings, the bubble in-season tournament, the Lakers and LeBron are unbeatable. They are unbeatable, it seems like. They just got to find a way to win in the playoffs in June. So we'll see what happens moving forward with that. Uh, oh, shout out to Shohei Otani. 10 years, $700 million to the Dodgers, to my L.A. Dodgers. I'm glad we signed them. Uh, I've been a Dodger fan since 88. Uh, of course, we want to have the best player in baseball. We already had the best player in baseball, Mookie Betts, in my opinion. Uh, I love adding Otani for the simple fact that he gives us even more star power to go with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie. Um, the person who I do, I still am a little upset that we got rid of was Corey Seager. I thought Corey Seager was generational talent, and he proved that this year by winning the MVP of the World Series with the Texas Rangers. So that is the one thing I am upset about my Dodgers for doing is letting go of Corey Seager because he, Corey Seager is a player. He's a real player. Um, what else do we got? Oh, oh, and let me, and let me kind of get into something. Let me get into something, um, in regards to football too. We had the Travis Kelsey remarks about, you know, him getting mad at the media for calling out his wide receivers and, and Stephen A of course took, you know, he was upset at Travis Kelsey for calling out the media. All the media is doing is reporting what they see. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And my my whole take on this is this: Look, the media. I love the media. Um, I love Stephen A. I love you know everything that they do. Uh, I'm actually part of the media. You know, when me recording this podcast is part of the media, I consider this to be a big platform. Um, but recording and being in the media, the fact of the matter is this: the media can definitely spin the narrative. They can. And Travis Kelsey was, that's all he was saying, that they were trying to spin the narrative, that the receivers weren't playing good. And, you know, Stephen A is, is, is all just talking about reporting what we're seeing. That's, and you're, you're 100% right. You are reporting what you are seeing. But let's not act like it's entirely not possible for the media to create a narrative and it be wrong. And the only reason why I say that is because they are humans. They are humans. They're never going to be right 100% of the time. So they might see something and create a narrative and it'd be wrong. That's entirely possible. But the reason why they are on TV is because they are 99% right. 
but there's a chance that they may be wrong and they could put out a, a narrative that is not, you know, not accurate. That's entirely possible. They are humans. Okay? They might see something and it might not be right. That's entirely possible for them to put out a narrative that is not accurate. If you think that that's not possible, you got another thing coming. But it's entirely possible for the media to put out a false narrative. Does it happen often? No, it doesn't happen often. 99% of the time, they're on point. That's any media. CNN, ESPN, BT, Revolt, uh, um, Fox News, whatever it is. You know what I mean? 99% of the news is going to be right, but there's a 1% chance that there's something might be wrong. That's just the reality of being human. Don't take it as a slight towards the media. No. Y'all put out a narrative and, and somebody don't like it, that's their opinion. That doesn't make it fact, but it's their opinion. But the fact of the matter is that there's a chance that y'all could, that, you know, us, us as media members, us could put out something, a narrative that's inaccurate. It's entirely possible. So I had no problem with Kelsey's remarks. I have no problem with them, you know, kind of throwing a jab at the media. I have no problem with that. It just comes with the territory. That just is what it is. As a media member myself, that comes with the territory. But at the end of the day, there's a chance that I could be wrong. I might not think that I'm wrong. I might be, you know, thinking that what I'm seeing is actually accurate and right. But I'm human. I could be wrong. So let's not let's not make a big deal out of Travis Kelsey's remarks. Not a big deal, man. It's not a big deal at all. Sweep it under the rug. It happens. He felt the type of way. He said something about it. Um, it is what it is. There's no reason for any media member to get mad at him for saying the media is spinning a narrative. There's no reason to be mad. You know, SA and, and Molly and and Big Perk and, and Big Swagoo and whoever else is on, Uncle Shannon, Shay Sharp, Jeff Saturday, Orlovsky, Skip, any of those people, man. You're not you're on TV because you're 99% right. But there's a 1% chance you might be wrong with something. That's all. That's all it is. Uh, what else do we get on the sports front? Um, round of applause for Showtime Boxing. Round of applause for Showtime Boxing. They are officially, um, I guess, coming to an end after 37 years of business and 37 years of providing fights for us. Man. A round of applause to them, man. We'll make it clap. We'll make it clap. Yeah, they put on the last, the last boxing event tonight. Um, Chris Colbert got knocked out, which was crazy. Uh, speaking of boxing, Devin Haney won his fight against Reese's Progress and was very dominant. It was actually a flawless victory by Devin Haney. Um, he's now calling out Tank, and I think we all want to see it. We all want to see Tank and Haney. I think Tank knocks Haney out. I think, you know, Devin takes too many shots to be messing with Tank. Um, but I would love to see it, though. I'm, I'm definitely here for it. Uh, what else do we got? Aaron Rodgers is medically clear to play. That does not mean he's going to play, but he's been medically clear to play. 
that's pretty much all we get sports wise, man. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all we get sports wise. And I only got a couple minutes left. I'm actually about to close this episode out. But I will say this. I'm intrigued by the Devin Haney and, and Devontae Tank Davis fight. I'm really intrigued, but I'm more intrigued, I think, with Ryan Garcia and Shakur Stevenson. I, I think I am. Or Adrian Broner and Shakur Stevenson. I'm intrigued by either one of those fights. I really am. But we'll see what's, you know, we'll see what's made. Uh, Deontay Wilder fights the 23rd. He's fighting next week. Uh, if he wins his fight and Anthony Joshua wins his fight, they will then fight again in March, those two. So we will see what happens with that moving forward. Other than that, man, um, as you got it, we episode, episode 86, man. We getting up and out of here, man. We definitely getting up and out of here. I don't know why I've been congested so much the last, like, Ever since I got on the mic, I just automatically got congested. Man, it's crazy. Shout out Jeezy. I mean, shout out uh, Gucci. I'm sorry. Shout out Gucci. You got an episode 86. We out of here. Jim. Hasta la riva derche. Hey, shout out to Meek too, man. Shout out to Meek, man. Always sending love and light to Meek, man. And sending light and light to Diddy too, man. Diddy got a lot going on right now. I haven't spoken on it yet because I'm not ready to speak on it yet because I'm still waiting for things to play out. But sending light and love to Diddy too, man. Episode 86, we're going to get to that 100 soon, I'm telling you, man. I'm getting my legs back underneath me. I'm telling you. Swag, swag, a stupid person. I might as well surf it. And if she ain't fucking, she get the voicemail service. Weezy go crazy. And every fucking time I say, Sugu is for the players. With you, just like I love, man. I do it like. Shout out to Saraya and Joey Badass, too, man. My favorite couple right now. If that's a thing, is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing for a man to have, but. I'm rocking with Saray and Joey Badass heavy right now, though. Oh, BMF back in March 1st. Let's get it. And we're going to recap Raising Canaan um, next episode. We'll recap episodes three and four next episode. Oh, and we got to get into that complex uh, sports broadcasters list. Shout out to Cam for making on there. It is what it is. Shout out to them, man.
and they don't approach us. Act like they got some hoses. Cops and black they patrol us. Feed us like that. You got it, episode 86. We out of here. Jill. I keep what we use for a full stand. Ain't no 